Wildcats, Warriors, Bulldogs, Cavaliers, Bees, Dragons, Panthers, Tigers, Pioneers, Bobcats. The Upper Cumberland's exclusive coaches roundtable. Your teams, your coaches. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Bar Builders. I'm Colin Castleberry, live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. Last night, across the UC, Upperman defeating Lebanon 24-14. Smith County took down DeKalb County 21-0. Cookville got past Pure Academy 21-18. We'll be joined by head coach Taylor Hennigan momentarily. Livingston Academy, as I said, will have to resume Monday at 6.30 after play was stopped with LA leading 24-12. Sale Creek defeats Jackson County 35-7. Pickett County picks up a win 28-6 over Sunbright. Clay County a 7-0 loss to Westmoreland. White County topping Warren County 35-6. Stone a 40-16 win over Sweetwater. Cumberland County gets taken to overtime and is defeated by Bledsoe County 14-13. And Monterey 21-0 is defeated by Rockwood. Several things to talk about, but it all begins here and now, live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive with head coach Taylor Hennigan of the Cookville Cavaliers. And coach, last night you pull off your first win of the season, 21-18 over Pure Academy. Before we get into any details, just your thoughts on on the Cavs coming up with a win last night. Yeah, it's hard to win. You know, I tell our guys after the game, enjoy it. Um, Wins are not easy to come by, uh, so... Uh, any win is a good win. It, it certainly wasn't perfect, but really proud of our effort, um, toughness, and physicality. I thought our, our kids played played really hard. Thomas Johnson steps up in a big way, 126 total yards, uh, two touchdowns last night. What, what did you like out of your running back? Yeah, very versatile. Um, just a tough kid who's still really learning the position, hasn't played a lot. Um, as far as getting reps in, in games, he hasn't gotten a lot of those. So still really trying to feel out the position and, and obviously learn kind of how we operate a little bit. So really proud of him. Um, but we can throw him the ball. Obviously, we can hand him the ball uh, and a pretty good defensive player as well. I was your leading receiver as well last night with 32 yards on two receptions. A different guy offensively this week. What through the first two weeks do you like about your ability to lean on different guys? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously the, the passing game is a lot different this year, um, but we've got a bunch of guys that we feel like we can throw the ball to, receivers and tight ends and, uh, again, running backs. But um, running the football, uh, we have more options probably than we've had in a, in a long time. So um, that's always a good thing. You know, any time that you can key in on one or two players, uh, it makes it a little easier on, on a defense. So the fact that we've got multiple guys that we feel like can get us production is awesome. On the other side, defensively, you held them to just 153 total yards of offense. How did you limit such a talented Pure Academy team to about 150? Yeah, I mean, they've got some guys that, you know, I thought we may struggle to tackle if they get the ball in space. And I think that's where we we had some success as we kind of got them before they got going. Um, I thought our defensive line um, played maybe their best game in my, you know, season and a half of being here. And, um, 
just contain them, like I said, before they got going because they've got some explosive players uh, that if you get in the open field, you're going to have a tough time tackling. Certainly last night, not a pretty one either, 21-18. to 18. Where do you guys have to continue to improve? I think the biggest thing for sure is the turnovers, just, you know, unforced errors. Uh, we had a bad center quarterback exchange uh, first drive of the game. Uh, and then just, I think, a deflected pass for an interception, which that happens, but we've got to make sure that we limit the turnovers. That's that's definitely number one. How do you do that this upcoming week in practice? What do you have to do to, to continue to limit those turnovers? Yeah, I think, you know, first of all, you just got to clean up some of the fundamental stuff, but then just make sure that our guys understand the importance of, um, you know, what, whatever the situation might be, that, that holding on to the football is, is the utmost importance. Hopefully that, that's not something they're going to hear for the first time this week. We've, we've preached that for a long time. So, um, you know, some of it's a little bit incidental, but some of it is under our control too. One of those unsung heroes that we really get to talk about is the kicker on a football team. Last night, Alonzo Sanchez, two field goals, makes the extra point when you guys need it. What kind of weapon can he be for you guys going forward? Yeah, really proud of him. I mean, he, he played, um, had all of our production last year as a, as a freshman. Um, actually, I think went 0 for 1 uh, as a freshman field goal-wise for an entire season. So last night was his first official field goal. But young kid who just really works hard. And, you know, that, that extra point obviously was important. But the field goal, you know, to give us the lead, um, is right when the storms in the area kind of picked up and there was a really strong wind and uh, kind of in his face. So just proud of him and, and happy for him because he's worked really hard. Yeah, what a week of high school football, right? You deal with the heat index all week. Then you come out on Friday night. You guys have delayed kickoff because of the heat index and then massive storms start rolling through. Uh, Taylor, in your years of being a coach and a player, have you ever seen a week more affected by weather from Monday through Friday? No, I, I really don't think so. I mean, we have, you know, we had summer workouts in July, and in the morning into some of the afternoon, we never were really affected by heat index. And, and now, you know, you're talking about a seven o'clock kickoff that we had to push back. So crazy week. We had we practiced inside one day. We practiced a lot later than we normally do one one day. So just a weird weird week and and obviously we kind of came came out of it on the on the positive end compared to some other area teams as far as you know lightning delays or electrical issues or whatever it was so thankfully we got it in and and got the win what does it say you think about this team's mentality this iteration of the Cavs that they were able to metaphorically weather those storms and find a way to walk away with a W on Friday night yeah I mean I think that's obviously important we you know, one thing that even through the losses or whatever, one thing that we've done is we've played hard and we've kind of stuck together. And, and we haven't had a, an issue with guys not doing those things. So, you know, I expect that. But at the same time, you've got to make sure that you continue to do that every day. So, um, again, proud of our guys because there were, there were some things that didn't go well, which every game there's things that don't go well. Um, and our guys stayed together and played hard. Cookville Cavaliers head coach Taylor Hennigan. Coach, before we let you out of here, how do you now turn the page? One and one on the season. Could have been better. Definitely could have been worse. What do you guys do to turn the page and start on Monday working towards next week? Yeah, this is uh, you know this is that, that week, the biggest game of the year for us. Uh, a very good team. Coach Beatty, who I know well, um, I know we'll have them 
playing hard and, and prepared, and, and then they've got a dynamic quarterback. So we're going to have to flip the page and, and, and try to get better um, and really give our guys a, a good chance to win, which we'll have every chance in the game to win. But uh, a really good opponent, it's going to be a really fun game, um, and I expect our guys to be ready to go Monday. White County and Cookville coming up next week. We are excited to talk about that one coming up later next week. For right now, though, live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, Cookville head coach Taylor Hennigan. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having us and appreciate all you guys do. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, this is the High School Playbook. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook. A new storage building to add room. A new space for the animals. From gazebos to garages, it's built Mountain Strong by Mountain Barn Builders. Highway 127 Clark Range. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, Colin Castleberry with you, and we stay in Putnam County. Move from Cookville to Baxter, where last night the Bees started 2-0 for a third consecutive year, defeating 11-24 to 14. Taking down a 6A school who is 21-5 since 2020. Uh, Coach Kane, your thoughts coming off such an impressive win? Yeah, you know, I really was pleased with how we started the game. Um, you know, anytime you play a big uh, 6A school, you know, you know they're going to have some firepower and some some uh, talent and some athletes, and uh, so we we knew we were going to have to, you know, throw the first punt, uh, throw the first punch, so to speak. And um, you know, we, we we did that. We knew they would. Uh, we knew they would respond and and, and counter punch, and, um, and and we just we knew it'd be a fight all all night long. And uh, but I really liked how we came out and played. It kind of set a pretty good tone for ourselves in that first half it was another pretty solid defensive performance you forced a couple turnovers mm-hmm. what has your defense playing so well so early wow you know it, it, it's a good mix of kids you know we're we got uh you know pretty senior laden up front on the d-line um younger at linebacker we you know we're sprinkling some sophomores in there and uh and then some, you know, really good athletic kids in the secondary. And, um, you know, I think as we learn exactly all the nuances of, of playing, you know, your techniques and the little details of stuff, uh, I think we got a chance to continue to get better. Um, but I think the biggest thing is they, they play hard, you know. Um, it's it's – it's usually you know eleven guys out there trying to battle to make a tackle and make a play, and um, I think anytime you got that sort of makeup where you know kids are 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 not hoping the ball doesn't come where their way, I think this is a group that actually hopes it does come to them so that they can step up and make a play. Um, you know that turns out to be pretty good defense. Your offense has put 26 and 24 points up on the board in in back-to-back weeks. What do you love from your offense early? And obviously maybe what would you love to see more of and, and turn that into 34, 35-plus points? Yeah. You know, the last thing I said to him at halftime is, is uh, we've got a chance to go, you know, put a score on the board here and, and really kind of create a – uh, uh, you know, some separation for ourselves. It was t- 
24-7 at half. And we had a pretty good drive going. Um, and then and then some procedure penalties and, and I know a personal foul penalty kind of stymied us there. And uh, we were able to move the ball some, but we, we, we've got to finish the drives that we're we, – we, we, you know, anytime you're moving at 50, 60 yards, you got to get that thing in the end zone or at least get a field goal attempt out of it. And so, the, you know, the biggest thing is we got to finish drives. We got to finish games, and we got to finish drives. We got stopped twice um, in our two big drives of the second half, which I really think kind of could have put the thing out of reach. Um, but but we didn't get any points, and so you know, there we were, kind of felt a little bit like we were fighting for our lives there in the second half because we weren't able to finish those drives. What does it say about this year's iteration of the Bees that you guys are able to go out and defeat a Fayetteville, go out and defeat a Lebanon, where in past years maybe going up against those 6A schools or those really talented teams like Fayetteville, you guys haven't necessarily been able to come out and get that first punch and kind of put them away early? Yeah, you know, the one way I would describe this team um, is it's just different. Um, you know, we, we've had talented teams. We've had some really good uh, really good players. Um, we've had some really good seasons. Um, this team seems a little different in their just their approach. Their preparation seems a little different. Um, the focus is, is, is generally there. Um, you know they're 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 pretty um, kind of locked in on on the opponent. Um, you know by by Monday, and um, you know if I ask them questions on Monday, they've got the answers for it. And so this is a group that um, you know stays pretty focused. Um, we had some you know a couple lapses last night, and you know it's going to be some teachable moments. We're not a we're not a perfect group yet not a finished product yet but anytime you got kids that are willing to prepare and uh you know willing to to do the you know do the things necessary to win games um you know rather than just have that mentality of oh i'll show up on friday night and and i'll play hard and get it done this this is a group that you know it's really important to them and um i think they're willing to do you know, go above and beyond to, to ensure that we've got a chance to be successful. Upperman head coach Adam Kane. We thank Coach Kane for joining us as the Bees start 2-0 and with a 24-14 to defeat of Lebanon. Now we move to DeKalb County where it is the exact opposite. They have fallen to 0-2 with a 21 to nothing loss to Smith County. But the bigger story, not just for DeKalb County, but maybe in the Upper Cumberlands, the injury to starting quarterback Briz Trapp. Head coach Steve Trapp joining us now. Coach, I know losing Malachi in week one, now Briz in week two, has got to be tough. What can you tell us in terms of those two young men's status? Well, it's been a tough start to the season, you know, with injuries. Uh, we had another guy, Marquez Chaffont, uh, also get hurt last week in Warren County that wasn't available. So, uh, you know, that's three of our top guys, especially on the offensive side of the ball for us. But, uh you know, Malachi, you know, had a big MRI. He dislocated his elbow against Warren County. So, uh, 
not sure the severity of that or the time frame on that yet. He goes back to get that uh, analysis of everything on Monday. Uh, Marquez, you know, he dislocated his shoulder against uh, Warren County. So, again, we're kind of waiting on a time frame on that. And then Bria's last night uh, uh, had a severe ankle sprain, turns out. Uh, x-rays were negative for anything broken. So I guess that could be a, a plus on that end. But, again, I think we're going to get him in the morning to today to get him checked out and see the time frame on that also. So uh, finally a tough start, you know, not only record-wise, but you know, injury-wise for us also. Can't stand seeing kids get hurt, but uh, you know it's next guy up. you got to continue to play. I was going to say, if anyone knows you, Coach Trapp, it is that you are all about that next guy up mentality, the team aspect. Uh, what have you told your team maybe last night uh, or maybe you're looking forward to talking to them on Monday about next guy up and yeah they're three really really important guys but we got we got you know eight nine games in front of us yeah I mean and we we told them you know like last year we were two and0 at the beginning of the season and um, you know both those wins come with less than a minute to go in the game you know a two point conversion the first week and a He'll go with four seconds left last year against Smith County, and uh, then we turned around and you know dropped our opener in region play. Another game where our quarterback got hurt, and you know we had to you know shift things around with an opportunity to win. Our guys battled hard last night. It was seven to nothing. Uh, you know we had our opportunities. Uh, it just seemed like every time something positive for us happened, we would take two steps backwards. So. Uh, the guys are practicing hard. I felt good that the way we've prepared both weeks, uh, but there is certainly a disconnect on what we're putting on the field on Friday. So, you know, as a co- as the coaching staff gets together, and you know, we're just going to find ways to try to bridge that mental gap because we are making some plays that are that we're not seeing through the week. So when the lights come on, we got to make sure that we're still in tune and focused. Uh, but their effort is great. You know, we should never have to question that. They understand that, but we do have to become smarter out there on the football field. Yeah, a lot of coaches will tell you their teams are different from practice to Friday night. Unfortunately, normally it is a positive thing. What can you guys do, you think, during practice, during the week, to get the guys ready for the pressure of being under those Friday night lights? Just You keep doing what you're doing. That's the thing. I mean, there's no magic pill you can take to do that. Ultimately, it comes down to just everybody in the building, coaches, players, everybody included, uh, you know, just to stay locked in and focus and understand that, uh, you know, it's it, it, yes, we are 0-2 and there's a lot of football ahead of us. But like I said, even if we were 2-0, and they'd be getting the same speech. I mean, it really wouldn't be that much different. you got to continue to improve. you got to continue to understand that uh, you can be better than what you were, and uh, we definitely can be. But like I said, if, we, if the record was the other way around, they would hear the same things. On the field, that is, defense gives up 21-plus in back-to-back games. Just schematically, defensively, what are you guys going to look at in practice and what can you work on to maybe try to limit that opposing team? Well, I mean, I'm, I mean, yeah, it's 21 nothing back-to-back games, but the defense, like I said, it, they they held us in there. It was 7 nothing until late in the third quarter. And, uh, you know, they scored on a couple pass plays. It wasn't running the ball very effectively. They... They did hit a big run on us there towards the end, but the defense gave us every opportunity in the world as an offensive unit to do what we needed to do. Uh, you know, so they just, you know, they just got to hang in there. You know, like I said, they've always done a good job, but yes, there's, you know, we missed some plays on that. We give up too many third down conversions on defense. I think we only had the ball one time in the third quarter. 
Uh, you know, so they were battling, they were playing hard, but yeah, there's things that we can do better, you know, you know, offensively, defense, all the way around, and, and that's what we're going to keep working to do. Offensively, obviously, without those three guys, hoping that, you know, guys get healthy quickly, uh, but who are those next guys up? Who do you turn to now come Monday at the quarterback position, the running back position, uh, the wide receiver position to try to fill some of these holes due to uh, unfortunate injuries? You know, with Jordan Parker, he come in last year as a sophomore and, you know, did his thing, you know, as far as quarterback position goes. So, he, you know, he come in and, uh, like I said, he's he's highly capable of doing what we need to do. Uh, you know, running back-wise, Ari White, you know, he's always kind of been our number two. He's been playing more of that tight end, fullback role for us, but we just moved him back, so that gives some opportunities for guys like Powell to, uh, to come in and fulfill that role. John Hendricks, you know, as far as another receiver, uh, had a few catches for us last night. Uh, Ryan Lyons, you know, he's a freshman, got a lot of skill set, but you still see some of those freshman uh, mistakes out there, decisions. Uh, you know, he muffed the punt for us last night. And we were all screaming, telling him to get away from. So uh, that kind of allowed him to get that late score. But, you know, so these guys, again, they just got to continue to grow up and continue to buy into getting better. And, uh, you know, us as coaches, we're going to make sure that we hold them accountable to that and, you know, I can promise you the Cap County is going to be better before they get worse before this season's over. DeKalb County head coach Steve Trapp, glad to hear that Malachi Trapp and Briz Trapp are not seriously injured, just going to have to work through some things, and we hope to see both of them again this season. I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Fresh from their film analysis to break down the games with you. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook with your coach, Nick. Next. Bobcat Pride was alive and well last night. Pickett County picking up their first win on the year 28-6 over Sunbright. We're joined now by assistant coach Levi Toman. Coach, appreciate you making the time. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you having us come up here. Offense was clicking last night. I know it has to start with a veteran quarterback and in, in Caden Miller. We'll talk to him here in just a moment. But oh, what do you think of his performance last night? Uh, his performance, he stood up there and didn't let the pressure get to him at all. Uh, he hit the open receivers and put the ball wherever he wanted it. Defense, obviously, stepping up in a big way as well last night, giving up just six points. Uh, how do you like what your defense has been able to do so far in these first two weeks? Uh, defense uh, from last year especially got a lot better at just the open field tackling and just willing to make hits. Uh, no one, everyone wants, seems like they want it more this year. Obviously, Pickett County, you guys don't exactly have the biggest numbers. You got to get play guys both ways. What do you love about seeing the energy these guys have in the third and the fourth quarter when you know they've got to be beaten down, but they're still going hard on both sides? Uh, they all have heart, that's for sure. Uh, like you said, we don't have the numbers. We have the best players on the field at all times, uh, offense, defense, no matter what. Uh, but they all they pull through. The next day they probably take a lot of ibuprofen, but they pull through and they uh, they make us proud. How do you ha- how do you continue to build on the momentum coming off a twenty eight to six win going into next week? Uh, we're going to try to build on that. Of course, we want to uh, 
we want to make sure we don't just ride the coattails of a win. We want to work hard and get ready for the next game, of course. Um, and we don't want a win to be unexpected. We want to make sure that people expect it when they we play them. Coach Toman, you mentioned it right before we got on here. Obviously, you're also a deputy over there in Pickett County. Uh, how do you kind of balance the two of those, right? What is it like playing football coach while also kind of being on the clock? Uh, I'm just assistant coach, so I'm not – I mean, of course, I'm there when I can be there. Of course, my off week, I try to be there more. Um, William Matheny's really the heart of the team. He He's the one that keeps it together, and I'm there to help him. Well, I suppose that brings us to Caden Miller. Caden, what's it like playing for Coach Matheny? Um, it's a it's a pleasure. Willie is um he's a great man and he's a great coach. Um, I wouldn't uh, I you know I could I could call him be in, on the other side of the world and ask him if he'd come get me and he would and um, I I trust everything he says and I believe in him 100. percent That goes both ways though. He seems to have a whole lot of trust in you out there on the field. What do you love about the trust he has in you to go out there and not only to execute but change something if you need to change a protection or a route? Um, he, uh, right off the bat, I didn't I didn't play football till I was a sophomore, and I uh, then I was starting quarterback right off the bat. And Willie trusted me right off the bat, no matter what. I mean, there's times when he asks, "What do I think? You know, what what do we need to run here? What do we need to run there?" And um, I don't, you know, I played a lot of backyard football, but um, in the first game, you know, I think it was the first three passes, like the first three plays of my first game ever, he called a, called a pass play for me, and, you know, we're playing York Institute, we was playing their JV, but still yet, I mean, that was a big team compared to us. He called it, and I ran it, and it completed a pass, and after that, no matter no matter what, I was like, well, that's my man right there. I wouldn't want anybody else coaching me in the world. So, Two weeks into a full varsity campaign here for you guys, just what does that mean to you to look at the schedule and see a full kind of 10, 11, 12 varsity football games? Uh, obviously, it can be a little bit intimidating whenever you go from non-TWSAA and playing, you know, half JV teams, and you're usually playing a large school's JV team, and you play a school more your size like a Hancock County team that we played last year that's more of our size um, but you got to keep your head up no matter how bad we get beat um, you got to forget about it it's in the past move on to the next game there's always opportunity to do better there's always opportunities to get better in practice you know play harder um, I think a lot of stuff can be corrected by hard play even if you know um, if you aren't that talented, work your hind end off and you'll do good. Coach Toman, you can clearly tell he's been coached up by Coach Matheny over there. He definitely has. <laughs> my question to you is how did you begin to prepare this team for this season? I mean, that's a completely different grind to go from playing four or five games of JV and kind of varsity to eight, ten, eleven games of varsity. How did you begin to prepare the team for the grind of a full season? Well, they all say they hate whenever they do see me pull down there because I'm the one that, uh, if I'm there, they know they're going to be running a lot more than when it's just William. And they all like to see me get a call when I have to leave every now and then. But they all put in a whole lot of work. They're all in a lot better shape 
this year. Uh, William has a good game plan for him, and uh, of course we got Eli's dad. He's helping coach, and he's helped a whole lot. Uh, and other than that, just a lot of people working together, all the whole team showing up and wanting it more. Caden, we're obviously aware of what you can do as a quarterback, but playing on the other side, uh, what do you love about going back out there defensively with a quarterback's kind of eyes and mindset? Um, well, I do. I play uh, – lately I've been playing safety, and um, safety is, in my eyes, is kind of – Kind of the quarterback of a defense. You have a, you have, you can, you get to stand back and look. You know, I'm, I'll, I'm able to read the other quarterback. And me being a quarterback myself, you know, it, it, it helps. You don't, you don't necessarily have to be able to see his eyes to know where he's going. You can kind of tell by his body language and um, other little meticulous things you see. Um, you can, you can figure out where the ball is going. And that, you know, I was an inch from getting an interception last night and the player and uh, the receiver was looking back and just plowed through me right whenever I was catching the ball and um, I've got a lot of opportunities to do stuff like that and that's very exciting and um, I haven't played a lot of defense the past two years not as much as I have this year and I'm excited to do it. Radio is not a visual medium Caden but I see this gorgeous titleist hat up there on your head. You a big time golfer? Um, Well, I just started here recently about, I'd say probably three months ago, but um, I'm moving along pretty good. I've picked it up good and I'm I'm loving it. I'll be honest. I love it. What do you enjoy most about getting out there on the course and just crushing some balls? Really, the thing I like about it the most is it's unlike any other sport. You don't. The only person you have to worry about is yourself, and I really, I, I really enjoy that. You know, I've been coached a lot, and it's different. And to kind of be my own coach uh, for something, and you know, just go on YouTube and watch instructional videos on how to hit a golf ball and stuff. It's kind of nice and relaxing to just you know I've played a lot of sports, and it sometimes you know golf is just relaxing. You get to drive on a golf cart and hit golf balls and just relax and that's what I think it's more of a leisure sport for me because I'm competitive but I still like to play a sport. Where, where's the favorite place you've gotten to tee off so far? Favorite course, favorite hole? Um, Really I haven't. I've only been to Cookville and Monterey but I'd have to say I know Monterey the best, Dripping Springs so I'd probably have to go with there. Alright, Dripping Springs and your favorite part of the game. Are you a driver, a putter? Driver all day long. My favorite player is John Daly. <laughs> All right, a future John Daly possibly in our midst. Caden Miller, starting quarterback for the Pickett County Bobcats, assistant coach Levi Toman. Fellas, thanks so much for showing up, coming out, and uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Very welcome. Thank you for coming in. Thank you all. Live here at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, I'm Colin Castleberry, and this is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Before they huddle up with the players, they analyze the games with you. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders, continues next. Welcome back to the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. I'm Colin Castleberry. We go to the Wildcats now, who started 2-0 with a 21-0 defeat of Rockwood on the road. Monterey head coach Scott Hughes was not concerned about the time change, and it clearly did not affect his guys. Uh, Coach, as he joins us now, what did you like out of your team last night? You know, it, it was a weird game, um, weird week because of the heat and some changes and weird pregame. We, we, you know, because of the heat index, we, we were not in normal 
warm up and and the timing was off and uh just the routine was off but i, I you know i was proud of our guys effort we knew it was going to be a, a you know a, a tough hard-fought game i have so much respect for rockwood and and their program and uh coach webb and his staff are just phenomenal guys and uh, you know, Coach Webb's a, a guy that I consider a close friend, and when when I talk to him, you know, it's always a forty-five minute, an hour conversation, and and so we knew what we were getting into, and you know, our, our team was very resilient last night. had had several things that kind of went against us that that we caused. It was self-inflicted, you know, some penalties and things that we could control, and and we've got to be better at. Um, you know, it it was. It was nothing character-wise. It was just, you know, holding penalties or, or offside penalties. But it always seemed to come at, at just the most inopportune time, like when we would start to get some rhythm or we would uh, bust a big play and, and get a first down. And we it just seemed like we were always behind the chain. And, uh, you know, at, at halftime we talked about it, and, and we were able to clean it up in the second half and, and play a whole lot cleaner on offense. and uh, really proud of our defense. Uh, I thought it was one of the better mental games that we've had, and and we had a really good week mentally on in that aspect. And and so I was just proud of the growth of our football team in in that regard. The twenty twenty three Wildcats. You began the year telling us that you weren't necessarily happy or or okay with where you guys were. You're two and zero. You not only are two and zero, but you do so in the midst of like you talked about. Crossing the timeline, heat changes, getting a hold of you this week, and so many other things. What does it say about the 2023 iteration of the Wildcats that despite all the outside noise and everything going on, you guys have started 2-0 with two pretty decisive wins in the end? Well, the, the, I think what you're seeing is a group of young men that, that's decided that uh, they want to play for each other. Uh, they don't want to be individuals. They want to play for each other, and and they're starting to learn how to operate. and And the the big thing is they're starting to learn that you know you've got to do everything the right way in this sport, and and you know you've all got to play together to have success. It, it's not an individual sport because you know you can have guys that are getting individual stats, but there, there's probably you know, five linemen or, and a tight end or maybe two tight ends that, that are up there and, and they're blocking and, and those receivers are out there blocking. And as a quarterback, you know, if they got don't make a play, uh, you know, football just, to me, it's the ultimate team sport. And, and this team is, is starting to come together. And, and the big thing that I'm liking about it is we, we're learning how to practice. We're learning how to study. We're learning how to put the time in. Um, you know, and, and we were so used to looking at other people doing it. And, and the guy in front of me is doing it, and I'm just kind of hanging out. Now, all of a sudden, i got to be the guy. And uh, we got a lot, of, a lot of young men that are learning how to be the guy in their role, not necessarily the, the leading role of the movie, but we got a lot of guys that's learning how to play their role uh, to make the story work. You mentioned it, your defense last night pitching a shutout. What was the game plan and what worked so well for your defense to put a goose egg up on the board against Rockwood? Well, we talked about it all week, about just having to play such a team effort. And, and you, you as an individual do your job. Uh, and and the cohesiveness of it was then then it would fit as a team. And, and you know, we, we kind of went through that every day, just talking about how you, you can't be selfish if you try to go be the star 
and and you're trying to do more than what you're supposed to, then then it was not going to work, and and they would they would really bust us. And uh, they got some guys that that you know their offensive line is really aggressive, and and the style of play they have, uh, you have to be so disciplined um, because they they have so many layers of of their offense can beat you. And and last night for the first time, we sacrificed ourselves for the betterment of the football team, and and we had guys that realistically bought in to being a team player and, and understanding that I'm going to get to make a play at some point in time, but i got to understand I've got to make that play when it's my turn because everything that, that, that we were seeing, you know, they, they were trying to hit you at so many different levels. Uh, everybody was going to get that opportunity. And, and But last night was the night when we decided, okay, I'm not going to try to make a play that was not in my level. I'm just going to play my role, play my job, and uh, because of that, I, I feel that we were really successful. I, 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 you know, I think they had one play uh, that was kind of an explosive play, but other than that, we were able, we were able to keep everything in front of us and, and be able to, to keep the chains ahead of us in our regard uh, for our defense, and, and it made some things a little bit easier for us. Anyone who knows you, head coach Scott Hughes, Monterey Wildcats head coach, they know, Coach, that you are, as you've alluded to several times in this interview, about the team. You're about coming together as a team, as a program. How rewarding is it for you as the head coach to see this team coming together, choosing to play for the team, choosing to sacrifice themselves, and come together as 11-1 and one on the field? Well, it's huge. And, and, you know, it's one of those things, um, you know, offensively, you know, backs and quarterbacks uh, they and, and receivers um you know at every level they they get a lot of the attention and and you know the offensive linemen and sometimes your tight ends if you're running the football get get you know to be the afterthought and then on defense sometimes it's the same regard you know and and for us um you know we preach the team concept we we preach taking care of each other we we preach talking about the family and um, because of that, uh, you know, sometimes we, we've been able to find success because, you know, guys become close and, and guys want to play for each other and guys want to take care of each other. And, and we're, we're having to grow in that uh, because we have so many guys doing so many new things and there's so many leaders that are in new roles. And, uh, you know, it, it, as a coach, it, it's really um, a, a satisfying environment and a satisfying night when you see those things starting to come to fruition and and guys really buying in and taking care of each other and playing for each other and and so you know for us to be two and oh uh you know very blessed uh just to be in this situation uh with, with so many new faces and and to beat you know two teams that that are really good and and you know coaches that are really good and um you know you you look at some of the things that we're doing right now uh, I I don't know if I would have I don't know if I would have really thought that we could have done this in May and and so my hats off to our guys just for their continued work since May and and their continued work every day. Scott Hughes, Monterey Wildcats head coach, as the Wildcats start the season two and zero with a twenty one nothing defeat of Rockwood on the road. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook, where the region's coaches come together to talk about the games and what's coming up. 
close it out with a trip to McMinnville here on the high school playbook where Warren County played host to White County last night. The Warriors led just 8-6 at the half thanks to penalties and turnovers, but turned it on in the second half, pulling away for a 35-6 victory. We're happy to welcome Warren County head coach Matt Turner to the program. Coach, thanks for taking the time to speak with us. But what changed for your team after the half? <laughs> well, <laughs> you tell me and we'll both know. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, you know, I don't know. You know, I know uh, uh, it's one of them weird nights. You know, uh, I saw, saw a look in the kids' eyes. You know, I don't know what White County, you know, good football team came out there. and I think hit them in the mouth pretty early, you know, and I think they just – fought and clawed just to stay eight to six there in the first half, you know, but then at halftime, it, I don't know. I just I felt like I had, you know, I just, they'd lost their, lost their gusto, you know, a little bit, but I mean, I felt like we was swapping licks and had a good, had a good first half, you know, uh, two good teams kind of throwing punches and, you know, and we was just, you know, I don't know. It's very frustrating night, to say the least. And then, um, you know, um, of course, we've got a young team. Uh, and I say all this, and I know White County's in the same boat as we are. Uh, however, uh, I think uh, some of our key players just just didn't perform and, and, and kind of set the tone, and we just, you know, fell short there and, and you know, and, and uh, just struggled to – to stay afloat there in the second half. Now, on the other side, I'm sure White County would argue one of their key players certainly stepped up in the second half. Trip Pinion, want to give credit where it is due, great player, great athlete. But what do you guys have to do different defensively after giving up 27-plus points in back-to-back weeks? Again, credit to Trip Pinion and, and Briz Trap. But what do you guys have to change defensively here in week three? Well, you know what? What's crazy is I felt like the defense actually uh, uh, didn't play as bad as that score, or you know the the stats may uh, apply, um, because I felt like our offense is is what's killing our defense right now. We we never got in a rhythm. Uh, uh, you know, short yard. I mean, short gave the defense a short field. Uh, you know, and then of course, like you said, uh, Pinion just an amazing athlete, um, and 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 tackling. I mean, obviously, I feel like every team that's on the losing end uh, this morning's, uh, you know, can always say that they can get better at tackling. Um, you know, uh, because I, and and you know, um, our linebacker play. We've got some young guys. You know, we was uh, missing Braylon Grayson, a, a young man that we had for a couple of years that really we didn't have to worry about the linebacker spot. You know. Um, and we got some young guys last night that, you know, uh, Pinion was able to uh, exploit. And just, you know, we just didn't tackle well, didn't get to the ball um, and, and corral him up. You know, I mean, a kid, you know, I think he's a 500-plus squatter. You know, you better you better put more. You got to wrap and squeeze with him and, and uh, uh, gang tackle a young man like that. You talked about your offense. Obviously, it stalled out this week. Uh, how do you get it back to the level you saw last week where you put 34 points on a good DeKalb County team? Yeah, you know, well, uh, there's always things goes on behind the scenes that nobody sees. You know, uh, our quarterback, Alex Van Buren, you know, had a heck of a game last week against DeKalb County. Um, you know, and I think this was we're, – we're in our second week of school, so we've been fighting the – 
flu like bug and, and, and some sickness going around. And uh, Alex uh, actually did not get to uh, full out practice for a couple of days this week just to um, uh, keep him um, healthy and, and, and have an opportunity to play him on Friday night. And, and, it, and I felt like it showed, you know, and of course he was like a said earlier he's a key player that you know it's like he was almost in a fog a little bit and of course you know when when your trigger man's kind of uh uh a step slow or a little sluggish uh you know it really it really showed you know and then our number two quarterback uh brady swallows he started getting sick the second half of the week so you know it was just uh it's just a bad opportunity uh for us Coach Matt Turner, Warren County. Coach, you had a big win in week one. You have a, a tough loss in week two. How do you begin to turn the page over the weekend and, and start kind of fresh on Monday? Well, you know, uh, it's a crazy, you know, you're supposed to have your most improvement from week one to week two, you know, and I feel like this is the biggest swing backwards that I've ever experienced in, in my coaching career. Um, however, we're going to do what we do. We're going to, uh, you know, uh, burn the ship and, 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 you know, evaluate and told them, that, you know, we're never losing. We're always just learning. And, you know, this week we get into region play with Lebden, um, you know, a, a Lebden team that is not, I don't feel, is the same caliber of the Lebden teams of the last two years, you know, for sure. Uh, and, and, Fix our problem. Fix what's wrong with us, and uh, or continue to get better, and you know, and um, get on the road, uh, and uh, kind of put all. The, I mean, put this behind us, and go to work, and get ready for region play. Warren County head coach Matt Turner. The Pioneers moved to one and one last night with a thirty-five-six loss to White County, who, of course, this week will play. In one of their biggest rivalry games, White County and Cookville, coming up this Friday night. Want to make sure everybody is aware of the big rivalry occurring. Let's take a look at last night's scoreboard one more time. Begin in Baxter, where Upperman defeated Lebanon 24 to 14. Smith County defeating DeKalb County 21 to nothing. The big story in that game, though, the injury to Briz Trap. You heard earlier from head coach Steve Trap. Talking about Briz with a uh, severe sprain to his ankle. No timetable yet on his return. Cookville last night, a 21-18 victory over Pure Academy. Jackson County falls 35-7 to Sale Creek. Pickett County picks up their first win on the season, 28-6 over Sunbright. You heard earlier from head coach, or excuse me, assistant coach Levi Toman and starting quarterback Caden Miller on how confident they are that they can pick up a few more of those W's. Clay County fell to Westmoreland to fall to 0-2 on the season, a 7-0 loss for the Bulldogs. White County, of course, as I just mentioned, 35-6 over Warren County. Stone with a similar blowout of Sweetwater, 40-16 last night. Meanwhile, across the interstate, Cumberland County was taken to overtime by Bledsoe County, a 14-13 loss for Cumberland County, and Monterey, a 21-0 defeat of Rockwood. couple things of note to pay attention to over the next couple days. Tonight, York playing host to Grace Christian Knoxville in Jamestown at 7 p.m., and Livingston Academy, due to electrical issues last night, and the Storms will resume their game Monday 
at 6.30, taking on White's Creek. At the time of suspended play, Livingston Academy led White's Creek 24-12 with just over a minute and 40 seconds to go in the second quarter. That'll do it for the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. I'm Colin Castleberry, live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Add space to your home, protect your cars and boats, a new workshop or she shed. Mountain Barn Builders will build it mountain strong. MountainBarnBuilders.com. The prep conversation continues all week, including today's show on demand. UCSportsNation.com.